Okay, everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Tandem Draft. Uh, oh, hello, Griffin. Hello, Tommy. Should have started like that. Yikes. Um, no, we're all here. Yeah, we're all here. And we are going to talk about the Bubba Wallace race documentary on Netflix. Uh, we both watched it, and we certainly hope that you also watched it so you could uh, listen to this and, and hear our opinions on everything. Um, Griffin, this is your guy. Bubba is Bubba your guy. Is, Bubba's my guy. So I think I just kind of want to give you the floor uh, to to talk about what you saw and what you think, and then and then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah. So uh, first, uh, certainly hope everybody watched it because we gave you plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> and if you clicked uh, play on this, and the the title is literally Bubba Review. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're not, this isn't going to make sense. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the podcast where I have a hot take that I have been uh, wrestling with. Let's go uh, for recently. So um, I was very excited that we're actually getting a legitimate Netflix series about NASCAR in some form. Of sure. course, everybody talks drivers survive. Everybody talks about drivers survive. And now NASCAR needs something like that. Um, instead, we got Kevin James. Um, but we instead now have a documentary about Bubba Wallace. Um, documenting both his 2020 and more more so his 20 the first half of his 2021 season uh and this shows obviously this is this to me it was like a much deeper obviously better version but it reminded me a lot of like nbs 24 7 from like the mid 2000s where you learned a lot about like the team inner workings and things like that um we got a lot of that with this um this really obviously if you have the bubble wallace was like the biggest name in nascar after everything that happened in 2020 um for a lot of for reasons you know that related and unrelated to on track activity um but when you have michael jordan coming into the sport to to own his car uh you're gonna have a lot of eyes on it um so i'm very glad that they produced this documentary overall like this was a fantastic what six this is like six five or six hours of content yeah of just bubble wallace and it showed a side of him that some people knew was there but never really got to see uh it's incredibly real and deep and I'll, overall i i loved i loved every minute of this thing yeah it was it was cool to see like you said uh i we you know i i follow all of the sports basically yeah and i've seen something along these lines for almost everything Mm -hmm. Um, in football, they have their preseason thing, uh, the, they, they go behind the scenes on HBO and hard knocks. That's what it's called. They call mm -hmm. it hard knocks and, and they follow a team through spring or, uh, training camp and making the cuts for football teams. And it's like, uh, the, <laughs> it, it, at first I believe they rewarded teams comp compensation, like draft mm -hmm. picks to do this because nobody wanted to do it. And then it became yeah. a very big deal and now everybody wants to do it. But so NFL is, has done it. Um, NBA, we had the last dance documentary with Michael Jordan, uh, who you just mentioned is a part of this yep. sport, which is very cool. So you kind of got the do the behind the scenes of that. And, uh, and they've had specials too with, with Kobe Bryant kind of breaking down games as they were happening to uh, baseball, a couple documentaries that kind of went behind the scenes like this, but we've never really had that with NASCAR. Not much. 
The only right. thing I can remember kind of being along this lines is uh, the documentary that had Jeff Gordon versus Dale Earnhardt a couple years ago. Do you remember that? It was on. Yeah. It was on FS1. That was cool because, it, but it was just kind of going through Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt's like career together, basically. So it wasn't really like behind the scenes, but you saw what you didn't see at the race, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the go, thing that I like, uh, it's nice to, I'm sorry, we are, go ahead. Cause we are, I feel no. like we're just crossing over because it cuts out like the first like sound, <laughs> right. the first syllable yeah. of every word. Yeah. We're go doing ahead. this remote people. Just be yeah, patient we're figuring with it us. Out. Uh, yeah, so, and last year and a couple of years ago, whenever it came out, the F1 thing, it kind of really took you behind the scenes of, like, what it takes to be an F1 driver and, and all the behind the scenes, like, with the teams and stuff. And, again, never seen that with NASCAR. This Bubba thing comes up, and it's it does dive into, like, the behind the scenes of the teamwork and and what it takes and all, like, the... The, it's not just getting in a car and driving in a circle. Like there's a lot that goes into it, but I believe that message and that, uh, <laughs> that angle took a backseat to what the message of this particular documentary was. And mm-hmm. I, I'm glad it did because it was very heavy. It was very deep. It got into some really deep stuff. Mm-hmm. It did, but it left me wanting a documentary again, following a team and like getting into like the behind the scenes of what it takes to be a NASCAR driver and part of a NASCAR team, you know? Like, my, like, if, if a documentary leaves me disappointed that it's over, like, that, it did a good job. Yes. And that's uh, my exactly only, what my, this was. Yeah. My only complaint is that they ended it before Talladega. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because that's the, the best portion of the whole thing is he right. wins his race. Yes. So, um, but this, it really painted the last season in a light that I didn't remember. Like, I didn't recall how hard of a season it started out for Bubba. And re- it was really a hard season the entire time with the growing pains of the, of the team. But things were very difficult for that team for a long time. There was a lot of, they, they showed the comp meetings um, with Mike Wheeler and Denny and Bubba and, you know, all of the, everybody on their, on their team. Uh, in the room, show like just being real about uh, Bubba being cold to the pit crew after a, uh, after a mistake, and tr- you know trying to form him into a into a better leader. Um, these are the things that happen with every team, um, but it's this is Bubba's first opportunity to be like, you know, the face of a large team because you know when right. he was at Petty, you know it wasn't the he was the face of the team, but. Um, he, you know, it's not a large team. Like he, he, Bubba was put into a huge spot where he had, you know, everything's under a microscope, and this sh- obviously this show put it under even more of a microscope. Microscope, but you really got to see, you know, how he had to change as a person throughout that season, on top of everything he had to take on the year before. Right. Because you know, while the season was built off of footage and interviews and everything that was collected in, during the last season, it focused so much about the roller coaster of a year. A 2020 was with the racial unrest in the United States and worldwide that Bubba was thrust into the center to being the only black driver in the sport of NASCAR. Um, the it painted him in a great light of you know just wanting to be a, like it's such an admirable uh, position to you know he just wants to be a race car driver. He don't he doesn't want to be 
oh, I'm the black NASCAR driver. You know, he just wants to be the race car driver and he doesn't, you know, because he never thought of himself as like, oh, there's a bunch of white guys and I'm the black guy. No, is he he just wants to be a race car driver. Right. But he you know, he found that, you know, when you have this opportunity, you have to use your position to lift others up. And he I think, you know, he made Bubba Wallace as the face of the sport has made it better for so many more people over the last two years from all, you know, he, he's just spoken out. He spoke his mind. You know, he didn't keep his head down like he had done the rest of his life, you know, for good or for bad. You know, he, he's, he spoke out and it showed so much of the turmoil that he went, to, went through in deciding to do that, um, whether that be, you know, the Confederate flag, wearing the Black Lives Matter shirt in Atlanta, the Black Lives Matter car at Martinsville, like all of those unbelievable cool things that I'm just happy happened in, a NASCAR, in the NASCAR scope. Um, it, I love that they dug into that because those are all, like the difficulty that that has to put because, you know, there's a lot of pressure on Bubba in a very Southern sport in the South, especially during COVID when they were exclusively racing in the South. Yes. <laughs> now, when we're talking about this, uh, I want to make no mistake here. Griffin and I are adult white males and yep. we don't know a thing. Nope. So don't want to get <laughs> anything confused there. We know who we are and yeah. we know how little we know. Yes. Uh, but watching this documentary kind of, I, I mean, it's, the, it's gotta be less than the tip of the iceberg, you know? Yes. Yeah. Like we, as hard as it was to, you know, like, cause it's, it's, it's super heavy going through all of the, like it really just profiled a lot of the unrest that happened in the country that year. And obviously, you know, it's hard to watch, but can you imagine if like, obviously it's way worse if you're the, the, in the group of people that's targeted by all of this, like, yeah, I can't. It, so it seeing that and, you know, being Bubba Wallace being, you know, being a black man in America through all of that, and then having to be the face of your sport, that at the same time could you i he never would have imagined that he would have to go through that right. as a kid he wouldn't imagine that the year before right like, yeah exactly and and now and now guess what you're also the only sport that's operating right now everyone mm -hmm. is stuck at home and you're the only sport that's operating and you are the face of change yeah go go, go ahead that's Knock crazy out. that's unbelievable yeah so when all of that was happening and and this documentary bounces around a lot it, it's not really yeah, chronological I wish it was chronological. Yeah. I will say that for sure. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like confusing because it, you know, told you when you were going back and forth in time. Um, but you know, it's still, it doesn't matter. It right. you still got all the content in there. Yeah. So, uh, that's the going back to when he was driving for Richard Petty and the situation at Talladega happens. They, they find a noose in the, in the, um, well, what appeared to be a noose, in the in the garages, it's nothing that Bubba discovered himself. No, somebody else saw it and brought it to Bubba's attention, and that's very important here. Yes, because Bubba didn't know any of it until somebody else brought it to his attention. Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, Correct. told Bubba himself. Bubba had no idea. Bubba yeah. didn't know. He had so no idea. So to say that this was a hoax or to say that it was a sham or anything is completely and utterly wrong because Bubba wasn't even aware that, that it even happened. So uh, to uh, Dwayne Trump won bunch of numbers on Twitter or whatever, 
to all those people that just go on Twitter and say, Bubba should have, you know, all the people at the time, the people that still do that Photoshop pictures of Bubba Wallace onto pictures of Jesse Smollett or people that, you know, say it's a host, uh, say it's a hoax or he got his ride because of his race or he was doing this to race baiting. Uh, I would politely ask you to suck it like yeah. that. He that had just, no idea. He had no I would idea. Like, I would like that to be the official position of me. <laughs> um, uh, stop being an asshole. But this poor guy, not only so good, obviously the right thing. Ha- great. It was the, the, it was the right thing to say, hey, this is happening and I'm taking yeah. care of it immediately. Yeah. Like that's and, what happened. And you know what else is great? It wasn't a it wasn't a hate crime. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Let's not let's not shame the guy for thinking he, for being told that he was. OK, right. so imagine uh okay so so, uh your fiance comes up to you and she says hey somebody broke into the house and then you find out oh never mind you know i just left the door unlocked and then everybody in the world thinks that you're an idiot now yeah like what what (laughs) i did yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. we're on the same page there but so that all happens and uh, of course, before we learned that it was not a hate crime and, and nothing out of the ordinary happened, uh, the, the drivers all come together and they push Bubba's car to the front uh, on pit road prior to the race at Talladega. Very cool moment. Richard, Still makes me tear up. Yeah. Richard Petty <laughs> was not at the race, saw mm. what happened, flew to the race mm. as an elderly man in a, in a, in a pandemic yeah. and to be there with his guy. And yeah. I didn't that so the I didn't realize the relationship between Richard Petty and Bubba Wallace was so strong. That's what mm-hmm. I learned uh, probably the most. Well, not the most, but that's a, it's one of the major things that I learned in this documentary is a lot of what Bubba did was because Richard Petty was like, "You should, yeah, do that. You want yeah. a paint scheme? Here, put Black Lives Matter on my car. You yes. want to wear a T-shirt?" I'll get them for the whole team. Like, right. <laughs> it's Richard Petty, the king of NASCAR, mind you, the king of a sport that was that had the Southern 500, and part of the Victory Lane celebration was the Confederate flag. And they showed a lot of footage of the Rebel, like yeah, of the, the Rebel flag in NASCAR. And Richard Petty was in a lot of that footage because uh-huh. he was there at the time. Because he was that um, guy, like he was the king of NASCAR. If he's on board with this, come on, that's great. Yeah, yeah, come on. Um, so I have, and 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 he gets the Confederate flag banned. Um, can which, I can I talk uh, about my my the funniest moment from from please the, after the Confederate flag is banned by NASCAR. Uh, when a plane is filmed over Talladega Super Speedway yeah. that just says defund NASCAR. Who's fund? What do you mean? Oh, yeah. The government stipend that operates NASCAR. Yes. Yeah. The division of the United States government, the NASCAR arm. <laughs> There's the executive branch, the judicial branch, and the, NASCAR the legislative branch, branch yeah. and the NASCAR branch. Yeah. Defund. <laughs> We're going to defund NASCAR. Immediately. <laughs> Unreal. Somebody uh, spent money yeah. to make that banner and fly and, their plane yeah, to say and then that. The, and then the the uh store or like the tents outside selling confederate flags that people can't bring into the race like Dorks. yeah uh which is mind you still a problem to this day because we went to Talladega last fall yeah. and we're driving on Interstate 20 and on 20 there is a huge like confederate war memorial right. on I20 
that you have to pass to get to the racetrack. You know what? Don't tell me it's dead. (laughs) Yeah, come on. Yeah. You know what I would uh, compare the Confederate flag to? I would compare it to the all of the t-shirts and hats that are made of the losing team at a Super Bowl that never get you like yeah. it's just people clinging onto that like yeah. it's not worth as much right and you guys you know yeah. you, you got your flags printed but you didn't win so yeah so they yeah so they banned the Confederate flag which they com- uh very much found a replacement for uh which <laughs> we won't get too into but uh it's it's very sad that it has the same representation as a Confederate flag. I'll yep. say that. Yeah, it, it, it very much does. Uh, and it's something that they will fly at the race forever uh, because it was something that unfortunately was formed at a racetrack while we were there the day before bubble or two days before yeah. bubble one, thanks to the rain. Um, but yeah, so they found their replacement. Quit complaining about your stupid. It's not even a good flag. You know, it's not even creative. There's not even like a snake on it or anything. It just, it's, it sucks. It just sucks. And again, white male, no idea. (laughs) Right. But, you know, as a white male, I don't want to, you know, purposely be an antagonist to other people, you know? Yeah. Let's just not be an asshole. Yeah. That's, that's really the, uh, uh, another, um, common thread throughout the show. So like some people are just kind of assholes like that. And that sucks. Yeah. So um but bubba wallace has had to deal with his fair share of assholes especially over the last two years but throughout his entire life yeah and again this is the tip of the iceberg uh just this documentary there's plenty that we can do and learn from from a lot of different things Mm -hmm. um but uh it doesn't take a lot of effort to just be a good person yes yeah because you there, never know. Arguably, it takes more effort to be a bad person than it does to yeah, be a good yeah, person. To go out of your way to just be rude, it's kind of sucks. Because, I mean, they showed a lot of tweets. A lot of th- they showed a lot of tweets on the show um, that people wrote about Bubba that were very mean. Um, my one complaint is that they didn't just throw their names on there. Uh, I thought that would have been fun. Right. Um, but no, they <laughs> they kept their identities private. Oh well. Um, but again, clearly, this stuff is affecting Bubba, like severely because he's been going through depression and you know, mental health issues long before this too but right this does not help so yeah the pressure that i cannot imagine the pressure that he has put through unbearable every day being in the position that he's in yeah unbearable so uh again if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it i do encourage you to watch it because yeah. there's a lot of deep stuff in there um that we that we probably didn't get to but you should watch it but now I want to talk about just the aspect of being behind the scenes of a NASCAR team. I want more yep. of that, and I want it at the most possible. Like, I want to follow two or three different teams at once. Yeah. I, I, wanna... I want like I want 10 to 12 drivers that I have to keep tabs on and what they're doing and how they're preparing. Yeah, I want to see, like, some, like, a camera follow around with Hendrick and then one at Trackhouse and one at Rick Ware. Like... Yeah, three t- three different tiers. Yeah, of of t- like to see the difference, the haves and the have-nots. Like maybe Trackhouse might be a little too far up there because they they got they got that cash flow right now. But you know, like that's what I'm thinking. Like uh, three different teams that have three different ways of it. Right. Like, there's one team that expects to win, one team that expects to get a top fifteen, 
and one team that just wants to finish the race. It's just happier than hell to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to see that dichotomy. Um, And I want to see the personalities, especially of those lower tier teams. Like, I don't, like, people don't get to see on, uh, on a on any given Sunday, what Cody Ware is like, yeah, you know, yeah, not to just completely focus on Rick Ware racing, but like people don't get to see all the time what uh, PJ McLeod is like, you know, like yeah, Landon Castle, like these guys, like the people at Spire, like we get to see what we know what Chase Elliott's like. He's pretty vanilla. That's what he's like, you know. Maybe <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no shade to you, Tommy, the Chase Elliott fan. No, that's um, okay. We no. know, we know what Kyle Larson's like. Uh, we know, but we don't, you know, we don't know a lot. Of, we don't know what Gary Garrett Smithley's up to. Maybe he's a cool guy. Yeah. Let's see what he has to do different when he gets into the 15 car, uh, between what William Byron has to do when he gets in the 24. Right. right. Yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I would love to see more from NASCAR on this front. And honestly, I think we're going to get it. We have, yeah. we have a new quote-unquote corporate office for NASCAR that seems to want to do new things and different things uh, that is not the same from what they were doing in 1998, which is very yeah. nice and very good. Yeah, about so, damn time. Yes, so I'm excited <laughs> for that. I'm excited for diversity in the sport. I'm excited for growth in the sport. I don't like that it's uh, that's, that's this conception of only people in the South watch NASCAR because it's not true. We very much live in the North. We very much watch NASCAR, and I think there's a lot of people that watch NASCAR all over, and I think the numbers could do nothing but go up if they were to have something that where people could could learn about it, because that's exactly what happened in F1. Yeah, three years three years ago, I guarantee you, eighty percent of the people that were watching that are watching F1 in America now had no idea F1 existed before that documentary. Right. Yeah. It helped. That. Yeah. Netflix and Drive to Survive helped Formula One reach an audience that they couldn't before. But reaching that audience is the first step. Yeah. And the difference and that's what we between. Gotta do. We got to reach them and then we could retain them. Yeah. And the difference between F1 and, and NASCAR, it's all happening right here in yeah. our country. Yep. There's you like go one, to, to one to two one races. races in, time. Yeah. One to two races in F1 that happen in America. Right. All 36 of them happen here. Mm hmm. Which could change soon, but yeah. <laughs> regardless, the vast majority of the races are going to happen here on our soil, and you can go to them and experience it yourself. And you will enjoy it. And you'll it's a great love time. it. It's amazing. So I don't know. So I'm very happy with the documentary. I'm very happy with the lessons learned both off the, off the track and on the track, and I do look forward to things happening with NASCAR in the future on this realm. Final thoughts. Can I give you my hot take? Hell yes. All right. Jeff Gordon got me into NASCAR. I have Jeff Gordon. I have his number tattooed on my body. I watched. I was one of the worst days as a fan of NASCAR. Like the saddest I had been in relation to NASCAR was when he announced that he was retiring. However, the things that Bubba Wallace has done for social change and to make Society, well, whether it be the sport or society at large, even marginally better, and the excitement that I feel when he's on the track, Bub was my all-timer. Yeah. There you go. Bubba Wallace is my all-time favorite driver. You got to put a 23 on the other calf. I get, Or I just cross out the four. I just put minus one. I do a math <laughs> problem. 
I got plenty of room. Or you could you could put a twenty three above the twenty four. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll do like a, I'll do like a flip book kind of a thing. I'll get like yeah. some skin graphs so like the twenty four can lift up and there's a twenty three underneath. Sure. Is that cool? Like a book? Yeah. Absolutely. Possible. Yeah. No, I I applaud you for making that statement. Hot take. It's not really a take. I mean, it's just your opinion. Yeah. But I know it's it, very it's my, exciting. It's a take on my life. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> Uh, I think Jeff Gordon is still my all-time guy. Yep. Uh, I mean, Bubba, incredible. There's just so many likable people in NASCAR right now, and you d- yes. and I didn't have that when I was little. I hated everybody that wasn't Jeff Gordon. Yeah, same. Even Jeff yeah. Gordon's teammates. So, and I'm sure I'm sure a lot of that is us maturing, but at the same time, right. like I feel like the people, I I feel like the crop of drivers is margin maybe not like the most like they're more. Int- I think it's more interesting. Yeah. You know, like I care a lot more about the personality of Tyler Reddick than I did Bobby Labonte. You know, and that's no uh-huh. slight on Bobby Labonte, yeah. but like, and, and a I lot, don't know. Of, yeah, a lot of that has to do with like we can interact with them, like, yes, one to one on yeah. on social media, and yes, I mean Bobby Labonte was not that Twitter was not a thing when Bobby was right, driving, yeah. You know? So that's probably the advantage that they, yeah, have, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, there you go, all time favorite, Bubba Wallace, Bubba Wallace, number twenty three. Yeah, Hopefully, they pick him up for next season. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I'm not getting another yeah. tattoo. Hopefully they pick him up and he wins races and wins a championship. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see him win at Phoenix. Yes. So there you go. Uh, watch the Bubba documentary. You'll learn a lot. And uh, there you have it. Yep. Let's go, Bubba. <laughs>